Hi everyone, this is Chris Lim with the Theotech Podcast. I'm really excited to be joined today with Phil Kono, the owner of Maranatha Tech. I met Phil at Missions Fest in Seattle, and we're going to talk today about IT and missions and business and a bunch of other things. Phil, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you very much for having me. We're really happy to have you. <laughs> we're actually in Phil's uh, server room downstairs here, and uh, we were able to get a very quiet place, so I'm yes. glad that we can do this. So Phil, can you talk a little bit about how God called you to create your business and what it uniquely does with regard to business as missions? Sure. God had really closed the door on my career in IT at, I was a technology officer for a small company in the Bellevue area. Mm. And he did that by bringing another individual who basically squashed everything I would attempt to do. Mm. And so consequently, I was really praying about what exactly should I do. Mm -hmm. And it ended up that he made very clear that I was to leave my job, maybe see if I could get some consulting with that company and then start a company, which was it was actually in place that is the all the paperwork and everything was there. And but instead of doing it part time, I would do it as my way of being able to be the breadwinner of our family. Mm -hmm. So it was actually a crisis that started all of this. Uh, where God was closing that door and you were just pursuing God, how are you going to provide for me and yes. my family? Yes. Okay. Wow. So entrepreneurship by necessity. Yes. Yes, it, it was. And I initially was looking around for customers and I realized that one of the things that I really needed to do was pray about what it was that he was wanting me to do. I mean, this was a new endeavor Mm -hmm. And how do I price things? Who are my clients going to be? There were a lot of different elements to consider. And so it ended up that I felt that he wanted me to follow his lead and first pray. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I was praying and he led me to pray over a number of medical facilities that were very close to our house. Mm -hmm. And so I went around and I prayed at those different locations. There must have been about 80 of them. Mm -hmm. Then I said, okay, Mighty One, what's next? And he said, the next thing is go to each one of those sites that you're praying for and I want you to give them a business card and then just see what their reaction is. And so I said, okay, I will do this. I don't think this is going to work very well, but that, <laughs> what do I know? What do I know? Mm -hmm. And so I went ahead and I went to the different businesses and medical facilities and they made all of the uh, facilities basically had the same reaction. I would go in, I would give them my card. They would look at the card and say, oh, excellent. Don't call us. We'll call you. Okay. And so I went through, it was, it took like most of a day to go around to all those sites. And so by the end, I was at the last, the second to the last clinic. And I went in, gave my card to the receptionist. Mm -hmm. The receptionist looked at my card 
and said, okay, don't call us, we'll call you. And so I turned around, started going out. And then the receptionist called me back and she said, oh, uh, <clears throat> the, the doctor wants to talk to you. Hmm. And so I said, oh, sure, I'd like to talk to him. And I went around the corner and the doctor was sitting in the office and he was looking at my card and he says, hi, tell me what Maranatha means, which is, of course, the company is Maranatha Technologies. And mm -hmm. I said, well, it was a calling from the New Testament church looking forward to the return of Jesus Christ. And he nodded his head and said, excellent. Well, if we need help, we'll be sure and keep you in mind. And so then I went out the door and I'm going to just stop for a second and talk a little bit more about that uh, one site because mm -hmm. uh, six months later, they that site called me up and mm. they said, oh, we have a printer that has got problems. And so I went in, took a look at the printer and there was actually nothing I could do for it. Mm. And so... That was the end of that. And then it was around Christmas time and it was when there was a downturn of the economy and it was like I had about two weeks worth of work to mm. do. And then uh, no payroll. And so I'm kind of looking at that and it's around Christmas time too. Yep. And it ended up that I get a call from this site. The doctor mm. is on the line and he says oh hey phil hey i just went out and bought a 3d x-ray machine and it's going to require a new server and software and you're going to have to fit everything and i'm going i'm going to and he says yeah <laughs> you're my it guy i am going to have you do that after these brief i mean almost non-consequential meetings with them mm. and the first one that i had i mean i couldn't do anything for them because the printer was basically gone mm -hmm. and what i will tell you is that that particular site even today this is about what six seven years after that incident had mm. happened uh, even today i went in and did work at that site so there's still an opportunity to reach out mm -hmm. and back to my giving out my business card mm -hmm. to other sites I went to the final site this was the the end of the line and I presented my card to the receptionist and the receptionist took the card looked at it looked at me looked at the card again and said there must be a God and I looked at her and I said, of course there is a God, <laughs> of course there is. And she looked back at me and she says, oh, you don't know. And she takes my card and she goes around to this back office and I can hear talking going on there. And then suddenly, just like some kind of a sitcom, two heads are peering around looking at me. And they both at the same time say, there must be a God. Huh. And I am puzzled and i said of course there is what is the problem here that um you're going through all these gyrations and they said well it's like this we switched to another internet service provider they sent us a modem and we plugged it in and now our network doesn't work anymore mm. and 
I said, oh, okay. And I took a look at everything and they had not removed their old router. So it was conflicting, of mm -hmm. course. And so I just pulled out the uh, old router and everything started working for them. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to be on my way here. I know, don't call me. I'll, you'll, don't call, <laughs> I'll you'll call, call you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll call you. Uh -huh. And uh, they said, no, Phil, you, you need to come back here. And then for the next hour, they went around to different areas of their clinic and basically pulled out their wires and things like that. Oh, Phil, our wires are not working. Uh -huh. And so I went through and I put them all back. And so they, they basically gave me an hour's worth of work uh -huh. and, and then ongoing work after so that. So they were your first customer? They your were kind of the, the first, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> the first medical site. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So how did God actually lead you to even to begin praying for the medical sites? Was that an idea you had or just an impression you had? Yeah, it was just impression I had and it really was based on like what I see in the uh, scripture. Hmm. Yeah, so I think that sometimes the mighty one will test one and see where the heart is. And I felt like that's what he was wanting to find out about myself. So basically, this was a test from the Lord to see where your heart was. Yes. To go and, and visit and pray for all these medical facilities. Well, you've got to admit that it is a very, very difficult thing to go through and do these things that look probably of the same ilk as mm -hmm. going around the walls of a city and blowing horns and then screaming and having mm -hmm. everything come down or it's very strange <laughs> yes and it's very strange for you too it was strange because maybe even for the people who are listening maybe most people don't have this kind of experience the sense of even god leading like that or asking them to do things that seem like kind of strange to pray for 80 medical facilities and I'm, i don't have a job like are you sure i shouldn't be looking for a job yes uh, it, it was kind of trying and perplexing mm -hmm. in certain ways, but I really thought, well, you know, what was going to hurt? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's stepping out in faith. Yeah, and right toward the end there, I mean, my last two clinics, my human nature was saying, see, see, this is all, it's foolishness. It's pointless. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, yeah ah, this, what was I thinking? Uh, look at, yeah, I, I just knew it. I'm always, I got this vivid imagination that I'm coming up with these thoughts and, mm -hmm. And I really felt that it's the old cliche, he's seldom early, but never late. Ah. That's what it is. And so he had something in mind and it was really an increase in my faith. Mm -hmm. And it carried on so many ways and other things that I did with the company and other things that I have experienced previously, even before that time happened. Mm -hmm. Share more about what other ways that you've had to step out in faith with your company, um, kind of what you just said. Sure. Well, there was a, another time when actually it, it was a slight predating of the incident that I just mentioned. And I was praying with our missions team and I had this very unusual sensation like something was going to happen. And then um, rushing air that came behind me. Mm. And I had this feeling like 
like in the Old Testament, sometimes some of the characters would mention about if they saw God, mm -hmm. that they would immediately die. Mm. And I kind of had that kind of feeling like, was God just coming right behind me? And what mm. was going on with that? And so then our uh, prayer session stopped. And I remember just kind of pausing my opening my eyes because I wasn't sure if I was actually going to be here or uh before the mighty one. Mm. And I opened my eyes and yes, I was still there. And I, <laughs> the air went from my uh, right to my left behind me. And so I turned to my left and took a look. And it was this gal mm. that had found out that she and her husband own a, a clinic. Mm. And so she said, well, you know, on Friday, and this, this was Sunday when this happened, on Friday, we went to, decided, we made a decision to leave our IT provider. And it was a large IT provider, like with, you know, maybe hundreds of IT people mm -hmm. of various types. And so I was quizzing her on kind of, well, what what exactly are you looking for? And she named six things she was going to put in a certain type of software system. And that software system had this kind of database and on down the line. Yeah. And I made note of those things and realized that that was exactly the things that God had prepared me for in the previous, I'd say like five years. Mm -hmm. And I had been getting these inane certifications <laughs> that were I was paying all this money and they just seemed so pointless mm -hmm. but I went through and I took them in some cases I it was adaptive testing and so without failing it would always catch me on about the first or second question I had them wrong and then it would go back and it would requiz you. Yeah, yeah, requiz me with that same area but a harder question and so, mm -hmm. yeah. So God is preparing you with all that inane testing yeah. for this to serve this customer. For preparation for I believe not only the customer but things forward. And he had put these different things in my background like the testing there there was like I did some very seemed like menial jobs at electronic companies, whereas tendering documentation mm -hmm. or doing a number of different things. And they just seem like they're disjointed things, having no commonality to any of them. Just, oh, uh, you just do these jobs and, yeah. and then you're done with them. And what have you gained? Maybe not making very much and yep. things like that. But all of these things built up and really helped position me for different things and they positioned me for this being able to serve this one clinic mm -hmm. and it was just really odd things to I mean like SQL server I had I had um, gotten certified with all these different elements of SQL server I had never been exposed to anything like that why did you do it if you didn't have a customer who needed it just for fun well I was at that time working with a company that had educational support okay and so I kind of had a this feeling that I was going to be going into technology 
And so that's where I really got involved with that. I see. Yeah. So how did tell us more about uh, the name of your company? You already described how that made a difference in your initial phase. <laughs> But you chose it from the very beginning. So you were kind of, in some ways, upfront about your faith as a business owner. Yes. Well, actually, I don't believe that I had chosen that name. Mm. What had happened was that I had a business partner when we initially put the company together. And then he decided after a while that he would not be a business partner anymore. Mm. And what we ended up doing was we went through and we're working with an accountant and we're trying to determine what is the best model of um, business to launch the company that we're looking at doing and determined that um, we needed God's guidance in this. Mm. And so again, we're just what, you know, 91, where are you going to call this thing? And it just went to bed and in the morning it just became very evident it was going to be Maranatha Technologies. Mm. It aligned with some of the things that both of us were very interested in, which mm -hmm. is reaching unreached people and having technology be a linchpin in being able to further his great work and had been reading things about organizations like uh, Wycliffe Bible translators that mm -hmm. were adopting new technologies back at that time, like the personal computer and oh, things wow, okay. like that. And it was going, wow, you know, oh, you can so actually, okay. instead of, you know, carrying around a IBM 360, the, one of those mainframes, mm -hmm. and uh, having something portable, oh, that was unheard of. <laughs> so anyways, it uh, just became very evident and that that would be the name of the company. And later on, when I was going some, through some of these other things, like when I had a business card, we had done some little tiny jobs of which that one where I was working for that uh, surgical clinic. And so that was something I was also had a job at that time. And so I was doing both of those things, but it was always kind of leaning back and forth like, the, um, mm -hmm. we'd have an opportunity someday. I don't know what that opportunity would be, but mm -hmm. being able to use technology for his purposes. So let's talk more about that. One is that just hearing your story, it sounds remarkable because I think that a lot of us, myself included, we don't pray over a lot of the decisions that we make in business. We try to use our wisdom and, and kind of make choices, but hearing about your journey in some ways is encouraging because it just shows like, you can actually pray about even those decisions, what you're going to name the Absolutely. company, the customers that you should pursue. Mm -hmm. And God, in various ways, responds. Mm -hmm. And that's already remarkable. Uh, and then for you, you had this heart from the beginning, which is how can we use technology for missions? Mm -hmm. And you wanted to build a business, it sounds like, that could uh, make that possible. Yes. So tell us more about that. How does technology actually advance missions, both in the business setting of running your company, but also directly even to serve the needs that are in the field or however it works. Tell us more about that. Yes. Well, I think that I have to start way back in a perspective, which is realizing that the technologies that we see today are not things that are put in place by very smart people that had never finished high school or et cetera. Mm -hmm. Instead, these things are elements of God's mission and purpose. He has 
had all of this in mind. And mm -hmm. one of the places that you can readily see that is in Daniel, where he talks about right at the very end of Daniel, talks about going here and there. And you can really see that technology, although he doesn't mention technology, he's for him it's probably just visions and things like that. But mm -hmm. those are things out there that were going to be powerful forces. Mm -hmm. And so these are things that he has created for this time and place. I mean, think back when I started in IT. It was, I was carrying around these. I was at college at up in Bellingham, and I was carrying around these boxes of computer cards and punching out individual commands. And between that time, which was, it was probably about 40 some odd years ago, <laughs> and now is like now you have the computing power of what we're even speaking in or on a daily basis we will talk on our phones but those are computers that have probably more processing power yeah i think yeah. i heard that our phones are more powerful than what took the apollo mission to the moon <laughs> yes um, the stuff in our phones so yes it's, it's accelerated so fast yes yeah and from my perspective i see that he is there is a big job to do. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I was really impacted with at Missions Fest was the speaker who wrote the book Scattering. Mm. And what he had mentioned in there is the right now there are, let's see here, one third of the population of the world has never heard the name of Jesus, has never heard it. And that is translates to billions of people. Mm -hmm. You have billions of people, and then you have the situation where the amount of giving toward Christian causes is minuscule. Mm. Like of a family that has, I mean, this is overall domestically in the US, for every thousand dollars that a family has, they give one dollar up to $1 to do any kind of work that is toward saving and presenting the name of the Mighty One to those one-third of the population of the world. Mm -hmm. And the author also uh, states it in a second way. He talks about the um, amount of spending is equivalent to, in the U.S., Halloween costumes for pets. The total spending of Halloween costumes for pets in the U.S. is equivalent to the amount of giving by worldwide toward reaching those unreached people. And so with that in mind, the one, one thing about the Mighty One is his power and might. With him, you don't have to have a lot of resources and computing and things like that. Mm. You just need to have him. Mm -hmm. And he is able to do things. I mean, we will sometimes think that um, being able to work with all of this technology really is one up. But these are all his creations. He allowed not only the uh, these different things to be created, but he planned all the innovations that came about that actually led to what it is now and mm -hmm. he is 
leading the way ahead to bring about exactly what he says in his word mm -hmm. about what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen exactly the way he says it. And I firmly believe that technology is part of that. Absolutely. I gave a talk about a digital king for a digital world where I was tracing through kind of just the history of technology or communications technology and how it, the pace is rapping so fast that basically we're at this like tipping point uh, with the internet and with AI, how quickly it is that it's grown to basically, uh, I don't have the numbers off my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just been <clears throat> yeah. ridiculous. Yes. And so I, I have thought one thing about technology and the gospel was that sometimes it's easy to mistake the use of technology to simply be oh, we're just going to have to get the message of Jesus out. So all we have to do is just buy Facebook ads to reach those <laughs> 2 billion people. And then we're done. Basically, the job's done. And I, and I realized that actually, you know, it seems like with the gospel, it's not just the transmission of a message. It's the transmission of a spirit, the Holy Spirit, or the transmission yes. of, of a life, the life of Christ produced in people. And so it helps sometimes to think about technology, not just as a communication mechanism to say, well, I guess everybody's heard the gospel because they saw an ad with the, you know, for the yep. four spiritual laws. That's not really what we mean when we say using technology to advance the gospel. It should be that these unreached people groups don't only hear the message of Jesus, but they can begin to imbibe it, to yes. experience it in themselves and to live it out and to bear fruit in mm -hmm. their society through the things that we're building and inventing and creating. Yes. I'm excited about that because it goes a lot deeper than just, oh, let's buy a Facebook ad. Yes, yes. I think that the technology provides uh, the elements of being able to reduce the effects of uh, geographical distances. Yep. And one of the things that uh, has really impacted me in wanting to go out to different places is that I could actually manage uh, elements of my job and be somewhere on the other side of the world. Mm. And an example that I will give of that is that actually uh, one of my uh, customers, the night before my family were departing for a trip to Egypt mm. and Jordan and Israel, my customer, my largest customer's um, office manager who signs all of our bills and things like that, her hard drive went south. And so, I had to rush that hard drive up to a uh, company that was able to extract the data and write it up to a cloud site. Mm -hmm. And then I had a um, worker go and actually go and to the site and try and get that machine so that it would work for the office manager. Well, it ended up that he was having some issues with things getting together and then on top of that the critical data wasn't there mm. and so he texted me in Egypt and said well you know uh, she really it needs to get her data and the next day we were going to Mount Sinai Park and so I got on the bus and realized that uh, I my cell phone, I have a little Bluetooth keyboard and mouse. There was Wi-Fi on the bus mm. and I was able to remote into my computer here and from that computer I was able to remote to her mm -hmm. desktop yeah. and then pull all her data and put it back in the right place. Mm -hmm. 
That's interesting because, like, I mean, that's obviously cool. Remote desktop is really valuable, uh, <laughs> saves so much. But I was thinking actually that kind of with where we are with technology today, with the internet and remote work, a lot of people like remote work because they feel like, well, one, I can be more productive, I can be, have more time with my family, um, and you know, I can be wherever I want to be, and those are advantages. And I just realized as you were describing that, as as for Christians at least, remote work prevents at least. A couple advantages. One, we can be located closer to the places where unpeople, unreached peoples are. So yes. we could be doing our work there and having relationships with people that are different than us, that may have never known Jesus, and we can be the presence of Jesus in these places to some yes. degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so remote work is advantageous that way. And then as a business owner, you also have some flexibility and freedom that lets you go on trips like what you described. And so that combination, I guess, for our listeners, like maybe if God calls you, uh, with this with this movement towards remote work, there are benefits for your family and things like that, but there are also kingdom benefits more broadly, like being able to locate somewhere yes. with people who don't know Jesus in large numbers. Yes. Um, and you can still be productive and generate revenue and yes. serve customers. So that's a really big benefit of yes. what we're seeing with tech. Yes. And it also helps facilitate the human relationships of being able to, like in scattering, the uh, premise of what the author was saying is that uh, you can learn all these marvelous skills and take them to some place in the world and be able to take your job and actually work in different places. One of the things that uh, I have been looking at is doing work in places like some of the uh, stands, Mm -hmm. which are the number of satellites that were at one time hooked into the Dark Empire, do I call it? Okay. And, And they broke away from there and there was a vacuum as far as what all the people there were really experiencing from a spiritual standpoint. And it would be very possible to get people working, doing technology-related elements Mm -hmm. in those areas or running businesses. Or from my perspective, I look at being able to maybe do some long-term support. Like mm-hmm. I do some work with some clinics in Nairobi mm-hmm. and I have been possibly looking at doing some things with some of the, um, there are certain small businesses that are through some organizations that do work in like Turkey and around that area of the world and being able to just relocate there and hang out. Yeah, it's a, it's it's another reason why Christians in tech have such an advantage, actually. It takes some sacrifice, but the skills that we have are so valuable. And then you can take them around the world with you and you can train other people. They can generate revenue. It's economic development. It's also gospel witness. It's just so many things that we're able to do yes. uh, nowadays yes. with this capability. And the work itself will really help the countries. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really impactful. And so uh, what I have found, because I will just go around to like a number of sites, and I have found that it opens up inroads of being able to do exactly, practice what is in the New Testament okay. in order to love and be disciplined to people that are probably 
very resistant to the gospel mm. and be able to have impact in their lives. And it's opened up a number of uh, opportunities to share and to really cultivate relationships with folks. So do you, are you already kind of going on short-term missions right now where you are doing that and assisting with these remote sites basically? Yeah. Both tech with technical skills, IT support, as well as um, discipleship and building relationships with people. Uh, yes. Okay. And that's kind of made possible in part by the fact that you own your own business. Yes, it does. Yeah. It's <laughs> a little bit more difficult when you have well, to take Well, it makes, it makes a big difference. And so it really opens up great avenues to be able to get in and work with people that are can oftentimes be very resistant and your actions will speak a great amount and pave the way. Yeah, even as I just think about our American tech industry, you know, we're at the pinnacle of power uh, in some ways, right? Like I know that in Washington state alone, the tech industry generates more than $1 trillion of market value worldwide. Yes. And that's only with a workforce of about 200,000 people, 250,000 people. So the impact is so huge. But I have my sense of God's call for my life. But it is interesting to think about like when you have people in this industry choosing willingly, voluntarily to go out to all these other places in the world where they don't need to for the money. There's no real economic advantage. Uh, there's no social or status advantage, but they love people. They want to bring these skills and gifts to help build up the country, build up the people, and they want to share the gospel. Like it just seems like it's a big it's a big witness in and of itself. Yes. To to have yep. people who want to do that. And it kind of it's it just reminds me of Christ. It reminds me of Paul, who was a tent maker and used that as his avenue to be able to go from place to place and make disciples. So uh-huh. it's a good question for us yeah. in the tech industry and in entrepreneurship about how the freedoms and privilege that we have, God's given us, don't only mean that we use tech for the gospel, but it means that we can take that privilege, that status and that ability and bring it around the world. Yes. Uh, for the good of others. Mm-hmm. That's good food for thought. <laughs> so, Phil, what would you say to people who uh, maybe are in the tech industry, maybe IT or like, you know, Amazon, Facebook, Google or whatever like that, what encouragement would you give to them about how they can be thinking about God's gift to them of being in this industry and what God wants them to do with it. Yeah, well, I think the number one thing is to have excellence in your skills, develop mm. things in the background, know the things that you do really well mm. and the willingness to serve. I think that uh, that's really something that is uh, so needed. Oftentimes it will surprise people that I might have an opportunity to do some, they would consider it lowly work. And I think of Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. And mm. some of the work is not necessarily glamorous in I anything. I mean, sitting in front, I, I have uh, spent like hours in front of coding some stuff. Yeah. And I am just dying on the vine. And <laughs> and yet the thing about it is all of that is working together. And I have always felt that God brings all those things together and mm-hmm. uses them powerfully to impact and serve others. So and, pursue excellence. Yeah. And be ready to serve. Yeah. Even be ready to serve things. and be open. <laughs> I mean, I think that it's very easy to get into my career. Let's see here. I'm going to take these certifications, I am going to learn how to program this and have everything all kind of put together in a neat package. And 
what I have found for myself is that I just throw it up before him and just let him know that I am willing to do everything and anything. And it might be using the technical skills that he's given me. It might be being able to yak at people in some kind of a nice way, <laughs> or it might be cleaning toilets somewhere. I mean, I am willing to do exactly that because I think that that is the attitude that the disciples had. That is what the Mighty One is looking at too. Mm -hmm. When he got right at the very, uh, the moments before he was going to the cross and he washed the uh, feet of the disciple, he was basically, I mean, here we have God. And we have God and he could do anything and everything. And he chose to wash their feet, which was something that the lowliest of the social economic scale would be doing. And anyone that was of even the stature of lowly people there, um, like a... Yeah, even servants were yeah, <laughs> to wash the feet of people. Yeah, like I mean, like sinner, uh, the um, tax collectors who were disdained, but even they had servants that washed their feet. And so... Matthew must have been looking at that and going, oh, don't do that. Please don't, don't wash our feet. I mean, they're all probably thinking that this is such lowly work. But it is something that I really feel like the, the um, spirit is wanting to mm. teach. And it blends with the effectiveness of one's skills and all elements of their mm -hmm. life. Thank you for that great reminder, Phil. <laughs> It's easy in the tech world, like even for myself, to feel like we're at the top. But yeah. being at the top just means that you have further to go to bend over and wash other people's feet. Yeah. So this is great, Phil. So um, if anyone, any ministries, people who might need IT services would like to get in touch with you or even talk about business as missions, is there a way they can reach you? Sure. They can email me. They can call me. Uh, my cell number is... 206-290-7847. Now, I'm not necessarily going to answer it directly, but I will ultimately get back and have a time that I'd be able to yak with you. Um, my email address is philk, P-H-I-L-K, at Maranatech, and that's M-A-R-A-N-A-T-E-C dot com. Yes, it, it is something that I have to... Um, spell out for everyone because it's not the most simple email address but it's a reminder and the reminder is maranatha which we look forward to god's return and that is a definite desire and a mission that he puts before us seeing his return technology is part of that Great. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, and thank you. Thanks, everyone. Uh, if you would like to get more about how God is using technology to advance the gospel, please subscribe to the Theotech Podcast on the Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and you can support us on Patreon as well. Thank you, and God bless. Bye.